The reading for today is Genesis 47, 13 through 26. Now there was no food in all the land, for the famine was very severe, so that the land of Egypt and all and the land of Canaan languished by reason of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the grain which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when the money was all spent in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? For our money is gone. And Joseph answered, Give your cattle, and I will give you food in exchange for your cattle, if your money is gone. So they brought their cattle to Joseph. And Joseph gave them food in exchange for the horses, the flocks, the herds, and the asses. And he supplied them with food in exchange for all their cattle that year. And when that year was ended, they came to him and They came to him the following year and said to him, We will not hide from my Lord that our money is all spent, and the herds of the cattle are my Lord's. There is nothing left in the sight of my Lord but our bodies and our lands. Why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our our land for food, And we, with our land, will be slaves to Pharaoh, and give us seed that we may live and not die, and that the land may not be desolate. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for all the Egyptians sold their fields, because the famine was severe upon them. The land became Pharaoh's, and as for the people, he made slaves of them, from one end of Egypt to the other. Only the land of the priests he did not buy, for the priests had a fixed allowance from Pharaoh and lived on the allowance which Pharaoh gave them. Therefore, they did not sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, Behold, I have this day bought you and your land for Pharaoh. Now here is seed for you, and you shall sow the land. And at the harvest, you shall give a fifth to the Pharaoh, and four-fifths shall be your own. As seed for the field, and as for food for yourselves and for your household, and as food for your little ones. And they said, You have saved our lives. May it please my Lord. We will be slaves to Pharaoh. So Joseph made it a statute concerning the land of Egypt, and it stands to this day that Pharaoh should have the fifth. The land of the priests alone did not become Pharaoh's. The word of the Lord. It's hard to see. It's like 
dim or dark or night or just blackness. It's hard to make out figures. Looking back, anything seems flat back there. It's like looking back at two-dimensional shadow puppet figures projected only by a flickering oil lamp. Looking back, obscured by the fog of time, I can see him. I can see him not animated, but stills, cutouts, yeah, like those shadow puppets. I can see now barely back through to Joseph and his doings. For there was no food at all in the land, for the famine was severe, and the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. Barely visible cutouts bouncing past the screen, projected only by that flickering, dim light. I can see scanning the lands. I can see just desert, dry dirt, famine land. And Joseph cut out, the Joseph cut out floats by above the ground, flat bags of money in his frozen cut out hands. He floats out of view, then he comes back into view, cut out bags of grain in his flat cut out hands, bobbing figures bowing, surrounding him briefly and move on out of view. Now floating shadow puppet cattle preceding the bowing figures come and bob and float around Joseph. He has an Egyptian headdress and his mouth is one drawn line turned down at the end. This is Joseph distributing food to the famine-ridden nations, selling the stored-up grain until he has all the money, trading the grain until he has all the cattle. This is Joseph, the famed dreamer, the precocious 17-year-old who told his father and his brothers uh, that he had a dream that the sun and the moon and 11 stars all gathered around him and bowed to him. Joseph of the technicolor dream coat that made his brothers jealous so they sold them into slavery in Egypt where he rose to a position of Pharaoh's chief counselor to whom Pharaoh turned over the entire country for Joseph to run on his behalf, to rule as he saw fit, to store up food in the time of plenty, to prepare for the coming famine. But back before Joseph, back before his brothers and his father Jacob, and before Jacob and his father Isaac, before Isaac was Abraham. Abraham was the father of the faith. The Lord made a promise to Abraham saying, look toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to count them. So shall your descendants be. But know this for certain, your offspring shall be aliens in a land that is not their own, and they shall be slaves, and they shall be oppressed for 400 years. Abraham had faith. 
faith that God will fulfill his promise. He would be the father of nations, his descendants as numerous as stars. The Lord would give him the land of Canaan four generations and hundreds of years later in the time of the cutout Joseph, the descendants of Abraham have not obtained the land. They have left it once more to live in Egypt. And at the time of the descendants, at, at that time, all of the descendants of Abraham, the text tells us, numbered 70 people. 70 people. I bet there are more than 70 stars. The promise not fulfilled in the time of Abraham was passed on to Isaac. The promise not fulfilled in the time of Isaac was passed on to Jacob. Jacob, who left the land to live in Egypt, where his son, who he thought was dead, now ruled. Joseph brought his father and brothers before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh made Jacob a promise. You settle in the land of Egypt... In the best part of the land, you take charge of my livestock. In the time of famine, the descendants of Abraham, all 70 of them, were well cared for by the Pharaoh and his vassal Joseph, the son of Jacob, son of Isaac, son of Abraham, father of the faith. When the people had given Joseph all their money in exchange for food because of the famine and all their cattle in exchange for food on account of the famine, they came before Joseph, bobbing up and down in front of the floating flat Joseph. We cannot hide from you that our money is all spent and that the herds of cattle are all yours. The motionless cutout mouth says, There is nothing left but our bodies and our lands buy us and our lands in exchange for food, and we will become slaves. The Joseph figure moves back and forth slightly to indicate his acceptance of their offer. He bought their lands, and he made them slaves, and then he gave them seed, and declared that one-fifth of their harvest shall always belong to the Pharaoh. And Joseph, who ruled the land, who enslaved the people, wrote it into law. He made a statute that would enslave the people, a statute that stands to this day, the text says. Time and faith are intertwined. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Hope is the province of time. The confidence of not now, but someday. Abraham did not doubt. He had faith when the Lord told him to leave the land of his father, even though the Lord didn't tell him where he was going. He had faith when the Lord promised his descendants they would number as many as the stars, despite the fact that his wife and he were old and childless. He had faith when the Lord promised him descendants the number as many as the stars, despite the fact that the Lord had told them to kill his only son. Faith, the assurance of things hoped for but not seen. The belief that in time, over time, the Lord will fulfill his promise. At the time of his death, Abraham was not the father of many nations. His descendants did not outnumber his own herd of camels. This is a time where one's faith is proven to be foolish or righteous. Time 
is the place where one's faith is proven to be foolish or righteous. Heaven is subject to the same calculation, right? Faith plus time. At the time of Isaac's death, the children of Abraham were no more than several dozen. Time cannot matter in the moment of faith. It doesn't exist. One does not make a leap of faith based on a future return, or it is not faith at all. If it's, it's like playing the odds or hedging future returns. If you accept Jesus as your Savior, you will die, or you will go to heaven when you die. If you give 10% to the Lord, he will return it to you a hundredfold, wealth beyond imagination. It's a calculation, it's not faith. At the time of Jacob's death, the children of Abraham numbered 70. I bet there are more than 70 stars. There was another part to what God told Abraham. When God promised his descendants like stars, God said, but know this for certain, your offspring shall be aliens in a land that is not their own, and they shall be slaves, and they shall be oppressed for 400 years. Abraham's faith was true. Time was not a consideration in his leap. He believed God's promise without respect to time. Joseph, descendant of Abraham, in the time of famine, enacted a law that enslaved all those living in Egypt in exchange for food in the time of starvation. This is the end of the book of Genesis. At the beginning of Exodus, we learn that a new king rose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. He said to his people, Look, the Israelites are more numerous and more powerful than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, or they will increase and fight against us and escape from the land. Look, what God said to Abraham is fulfilled by the beginning of Exodus, 400 years after. His descendants are so great that they outnumber the Egyptians. And who are they enslaved to? And they are enslaved to these Egyptians by the law that Joseph enacted 400 years earlier. His faith is rewarded faith in time. The fulfillment of a promise seems more complicated over time. I'm sure that this is not what Abraham was thinking when the Lord said this to him. This is not, I'm sure, how he thought things would work out. And if he had known that this is how things were going to work out, would he still have put his faith in God? Maybe time and faith aren't completely inter interrelated. Maybe the two belong to two separate ways of living in the world. Here's a promise. I have come so that you might have life and have it abundantly. Let us partake in that promise.